What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneakers Show. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my two friends. First off, to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. Here we are. Yep. Happy Halloween. I guess. I thought you were going to dress up as Winnie the Pooh. No. What? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> yeet? Are you going to be yeet? <laughs> to my left. Where is this coming from? To the, yeah, is, is, there, is there a joke I'm missing? No, or? I just made it. <laughs> Imagine him as Winnie the Pooh sitting right here. <laughs> or yeet. Yeet. Old generation, new generation <laughs> costumes. To my left. I'm going Eeyore. Mr. <laughs> deep voice. Eeyore had the deep voice. Mm-hmm. To my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. How what you if doing? I dress up as Joe LaPuma? I mean, that'd be cool. I was at a college football game this past weekend, and some guy's walking up the stands, and he stops. About me? This is, you. is this about me? And he Dressed goes, up as Brendan Dunn? It's right. kind of a value. He he, he kind of walks by, and then he, I'm like, I could tell that guy knew what was up. Yeah, and, you know, he knows. He, he knows stops. the, 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 knew, the yeah. stare. We're like, and then he comes don't be back shy. And he, just come yeah. over. Take a picture <laughs> in the student. I'm sure you get student VIP At the Oregon-Utah yeah. game. I but thought then. he was going to ask if you dressed up as Brendan Dunn for Halloween. <laughs> so here's the punchline. He taps me on the shoulder. He goes, are you the dude from sneaker shopping? <laughs> okay, sort of. Sort of. We did, we did Sometimes a, we they did, get their complex content lines a, crossed. We did have a sneaker shopping uh, episode. Yeah, once one. Time. Yeah, once upon a time. In those in those instances, I have to say, or it happens often, someone will go, "Yo, wealthy, what's up?" I just like I never correct them. I'm like, "Yeah, for sure. Same. Thank you." Yeah. yeah. So I told them I'm the guy. Yeah, from sneaker shopping. That's me, Brendan Dunn. I'm happy to share the title with you. <laughs> Happy to share it with you. How we doing? Halloween? Are you going trick-or-treating today? Oh, hold on. As the super, I'm sure you have a assortment of candy outside. You do the little no, please I, take a one. Bowl? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, as, as a super, I have to leave the office at 3 o'clock today to go open up the basement so the guy can fix the boiler. Oh wow, that one that one totally not fun. Okay, you're gonna give him some candy when he. <laughs> that's, that's, the... that's 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 uh, that's the reality. <laughs> of Throw it. him a Milky Way when you're down there. You know. <laughs> How are you, Joe? You're coming off a big week because they shouted you out on the sneakers app. Shouts to my man Jinx. I didn't see it, but I'm still waiting for big you. Big JLP to... shoe. Yeah, listen, it's a win for all of us. You got, you know, you coined the big JLP shoe. Wealthy Sh- coined it. Don't yeah, you know, know? Give him the credit. Shouts, Give him shouts the credit. To, shouts to Jinx. It was on the all black uh, Terra Yumara, I yeah, believe. But I'm still app. waiting for the clip. Here's what's funny. This guy has access to every document from 1987 to 2025 for Nike. I've been waiting for the clip of Jinx shouting me out for five days. Nowhere to be found. Where? What, that wasn't in uh, LexisNexis or that wasn't? Uh, uh, Not um, delivered to be in the dossier. Wait, we didn't know. Uh, wait, hold on. What is it? Um, From documents we viewed at Complex? Like, uh, that, that, we oh, didn't get yeah. the clip A viewed at Complex? Viewed by... I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. But shouts to Jinx. Uh, I was in Salt Lake. I did not see it live. I've been begging I've been begging people in Nike to send me a clip. So not even a screen team. record. Send me the clip. We need it. Please. Won't do anything. We won't do anything. With Nefarious. It. I just, yeah, I just want it. Uh, but yeah, uh, shouted me out. And that was an exciting moment because there were a lot of 2024 sneakers previewed in there. Yes, and some big JLP shoes. Okay, what do Let's you like from through. that? What I do mean, you like from that, Joe? Here's the one that stuck out to me. Pink Sundermax. I, I knew that from the start. Was it a woman's colorway or men's? I'm not sure. I think it's so a... I'm not sure either. Doesn't matter, baby. Size 13. The pink Sundermax. That's the one for you? Yes. There's a neon green one. Isn't it the OG yellow? The OG yellow. So basically I tweeted. I'm getting in. Maybe I'll get back. Uh, I tweeted <laughs> like the eye emojis for I think it was the the yellow Sundermax. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the pink one and mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's the one. 
Your boy in 2024 going to be rocking the hot pink Sundermaxes? Very possible. I mean, possible. you're wearing a pink Burberry hat right now, so it's not really a stretch at all. You <laughs> know? Got the fit ready to go. <laughs> Wealthy, Listen. did you see anything in the group that you like? Oh, that's the best question. So, <laughs> I... Oh. It's... Here's my, here's my takeaway. Let's go. I already know that this guy to my left, he's going to get the royal foam posit, and he's going to crush it. Right? Now, this is this is a classic... I, I wealthy feel, Brendan challenge because okay. yes, I feel yes, like I okay, could just yes. see him. Thank it's, you. Thank you. I could thank just you. see him. Pull, thank you for your support. Thank off. you for believing okay. me. I can. I can. I can. I can see it, but also he, he gonna do some like you know yes. business Paint on top. Business on mm. top. Some maybe some slat like human made slacks or some like not parachute pants, but Don't the let nylon Jim Jones catch me with the khakis. And then those royal blue foam posits. They're just gonna be standing out like he's in Harlem. Wealthy counterpoint. So. As it's been said on the show before, yeah. Brennan Dunn infamously in college used to try to clown on people for wearing like weatherman foam posits. No, like, no, no, not weatherman. Other penny shoes. Okay. Hmm. They they were there in the the penny fives and the half cents and all that sort of stuff. And Brendan's Well, like, the half cent. Well, whatever. Not the best Go not on, the sorry. Best. Sorry. Uh Brendan's like, little do you know, I have this at, uh, back in the closet, but I've never worn it. In my head, I would say that. That yeah. was my internal yeah, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I would never confront someone in real life about their footwear. So you had all the you had all the heat foam posits back in the day. Yes. But you didn't wear any of this them. This is true. Okay. But you still flexed in your head that you had them. <laughs> Can I am I allowed What's that? Wrong with that? Just in a, just in my head internally? Is that allowed? Well, I feel like in today's day and age, mm. it's more you can be a flex of be like, oh yeah, I have this, this, and this, right? Yeah. And it's stuff that you've never worn, but it's just the idea that you have like Freddy Krueger dunks or yeah. something yeah. crazy, right? I'm not like I'm just throwing like mm -hmm. shoes out, but like oh, though that guy's a huge collector, he has it. But in that era of sneakers, like 2011 per se <laughs> or whatever year this was, I feel like you had to actually wear your stuff for people wow. to kind of recognize you as a sneaker collector unless you were on nike talk and then you were known by a bunch of people that like didn't exist in real wow. life at the he time pulling your card right that's now that's fair enough that's fair he's pulling okay but, but isn't, it, isn't it kind of cool though to think about this is like totally off topic but there, there was that era where it's like to show your sneaker headness you actually had to wear your sneakers out in public and get like because there were less social media avenues to yeah. flex them and talk yeah. about them i know what you mean yeah different times but I, I'm sorry, back to the sneakers. Yes. yes. I want to promise you right now, Wealthy, I'm going to get those Royal Blue foam mm. posits and yes. I'm going to wear them. Yeah. Okay. They I look good. See it. Tailored to OG specs, like a lot of this stuff in here in this but, preview. What about the eggplants? Eggplants, I need less. Same. And the early renderings of them didn't look how I wanted them to look. I didn't get a close look at them from this sneakers preview, these, but the Royals are the one for me. These Royal foam posits, do I think I'm going to get them? I don't know. Do I envision a Saturday morning that sometimes I just want to remind you we do this. <laughs> Getting a pair, maybe I go to the uh, go get a coffee. Maybe maybe I'm doing some errands and I bring out the royal foam posit. You just think you don't, might? Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. That's what it <laughs> I is mean, a little a bit. It's a fun moment cuz it's like we love sneakers, we love buying yeah. shoes, we love getting shoes. Wealthy, what about um... All right. Here are my takeaways. Okay, please, I, please, I, please, I please yes. Yes. Okay. I do think it is the Sunder Max to me is the one. Even for you. Yeah, those are like the best shoes of the bunch. Mm -hmm. yep. Right? Like, okay, Royal Foam Posits is going to be the one that like that uh there's the most hype around. Yeah, biggest one. Yeah. Or people will be like, Oh, I've been waiting for that to come back. Sunder Max, we've seen kind of this weird slow burn of and I will 
tip the hat to people like Joe and people like Yachty. Sometimes I don't think that like someone breaking out a random shoe on Instagram really matters that much, but it feels like Nike, the reason why they did retro this shoe is because you and Yachty had talked about no. it for the past. Yeah, no, I'm being honest. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. I'm yeah, being appreciate on- you. Honest, but Joe's being humble and saying the reason why this shoe's coming back out is because the two of you had talked about it, and it seems like the right time frame because you've been talking about it for the past three or four years. The shoe's coming out now, so I feel like that's the reason why they decided to dive into the archive. They actually did release the Sunder Max, I think, like in two thousand nine or something like that, but it didn't have the right air bubble on it. It was a weird like mashup shoe. Okay, so that's the one. Um, but we're also in this era. Sean Weatherspoon also. I got to throw in that. Okay. okay, he was writing for the Sunder Max. Yes, we're in this era where. Nike's past few years have been predicated off of rinsing their classics and they saw all the other brands rise by doing something different. So this is, this to me felt like Nike's big unveiling of, I know the Vumero was big for them in mm-hmm. the past uh, couple of years, but they're like, Hey, we saw that everyone wants different shoes. Here's our collection of different shoes. Interesting. So you saw this group as a reaction from Nike to the rise of smaller brands and more diverse silhouettes and Nike reminding people we have this, wide archive let's show you some other stuff yes why would they make a big announcement and of course there's like foam posits and there's like a few dunks per se but it's there's the the ultraman mm-hmm. or is it sorry ultraman or reverse i would call it the ultraman okay. but some people would call it reverse we had this conversation internally a few months ago right yeah there's actually a store across the street that just opened up that sells ultraman figures if you want to go check it out oh, wow. <laughs> i know where we're headed after this yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a little group a little boy strip yeah but you see everything in here. Uh, you have the the clog posit or mm-hmm. the clog post site, which uh, our friend Edison Chen referred to it as. Uh, did you think that shoe would come back? The clog posit? Yeah. I guess it's just weird enough to where we're at that point. Where it, it totally fits within today's. Yeah. Totally Bottega, Veneta, mm. clogs. It was not a love Lame's shoe doing by a lot any of means when yeah. it first came out. Kind of people. It was almost like a what the heck Nike, you actually made this shoe. Yeah. Welty, does the Air Max 186 and Royal Blue do anything for you? Big bubbles? Okay, it's cool to see that shoe coming back, and yeah. I would love to have another pair again, but I, I don't want to be naive to think that that shoe's not going to go on sale like it has every other time that it's released. The white blue Air Max one. Yeah. Yeah. What's your Air Max 180, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I was talking about the Air Max one. That's a women's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, think... I said Air Max one. 86, because that's the name of the big bubble, you know. Got you. I thought you meant the Air Max 180. Okay, the, okay, okay. The, Fair uh, enough. Uh, Air Max 1, eh. Like, you don't care, white, blue Air Max 1. Not as much. I mean, maybe. I, I want to see that new Air 180, the ultramarine colorway, and, and, and yeah. see how they look in person. Because that's another one where I don't think they've ever worked really hard to do remastered is the word they would use for Jordans, but kind of uh, reshape and redevelop the shoe to be closer to the original. So I want to see what those look like in person, especially because 180s often look quite cheap, right? They have the, it's like, it has a weird toe spring yeah. to it sometimes. Uh, blue, it's cool there is the OG blue Air Max 1 big bubble coming out, but I totally forgot that I even have the white and red ones, and mm-hmm. I think I've worn that shoe one time. We My sleeper it. favorite is the ACG Tour Mid. I think it looks great. Yeah? With that. Like, of course, you already knew that was coming because we leaked that months yeah. ago. I, I'm kind of surprised Duh. that <laughs> given the whole rise of like outdoory stuff, which we're going to be talking about a lot in this episode mm-hmm. anyways, that Nike didn't lean more into ACG um, over the past few years. I know you're a big fan of the the Mountain Fly, yeah. But I don't feel like the Mountain Fly really satisfies the market's want for these 
outdoor shoes. It just doesn't fit. There's something about that model that doesn't really like check the boxes for uh, the trend. I feel like this shoe, the Torre, I like it, is much more. But the Brendan the Mountain Fly, I do like, is the Dornbecker. Mountain I'm surprised. Fly, I'm surprised to hear that. I'm surprised to hear you like any Dornbecker shoe. That's a very uh, PNWS nice. shoe. Okay. And I, I think the shoe was uh, co-done by, uh, sorry, I don't know her name, uh, Sneaker Prof on Instagram, who was at the... Elizabeth Brock Jones, Nike yes. developer responsible for the original Off-White to 10, and someone who Tinker Hatfield called one of the most talented developers oh, wow. Wasn't she ever at worked the, with. At, I thought she was at the sneaker school as well. Or am I totally Yeah, right? she, yeah she yeah. teaches at the Oregon yeah, Sports that, Product where we were at, yeah. Program, yeah. Yeah. Very talented woman, yes, for sure. I saw she had posted about that uh, being involved in... The Dornbecker uh, yeah, yeah, Mountain yeah. Fly, which is totally, totally cool shoe. Joe, there's more Pegasus 2005s in here for you. Yeah, I'm okay with my one. <laughs> yeah, your CDG. Yeah, you're happy with that. Yeah. And there's I'm, that. I'm so good with that there's one. that other mule shoe. Yeah, the, the ACG one. The Rufus. You gonna get a pair of Rufuses? We had a dog oh, th- called Those Rufus aren't like really point. house shoes. You don't consider those house shoes, right? People won't be wearing those in my house. They're not. Yeah, they're not house shoes, but they're shoes to like run errands on on yeah. the weekend. You know, my house shoes. The Geiger slippers are great. Nice. Black and white with the JG. Geiger, can you do a JLP cursive one? Special makeup. <laughs> it's, it's I know right it's there. your name. I know it's your name. Just, But yeah, clogs. I don't see myself wearing clogs to run errands. When this ha- when it finally happens. No, nah, I don't think so. You know so. he'll be there. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, getting away from Nike for a sec, can we talk about another new model? Because Welty, I know this is a shoe you're very excited about. Okay. New Balance 991 V2. Oh, yeah. Is this one of the best new sneakers of the year? I think so. I haven't worn the shoe yet, so I feel like that's a big asterisk. Yeah. On it, uh, this is like a pretty bold declaration. Okay. But after this has been building in my head for the past few weeks. Okay. When that shoe first came out, this know, one specifically. Yes. When I saw this shoe, I was like, okay, cool. We saw the Stone Island one. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I like that a lot too. Not my favorite. I like it a lot. But seeing the shoe more and more and more and more, personal opinion, this is the best sneaker of the year. Oh, wow. This is this is the sneaker <laughs> wow. of the year. That, there's a lot of sneakers. Personal I opinion. He said personal opinion. Personal, no, no, not. This isn't what I think. It's not going to be put, in Long Beach on that big screen, or no, is it? not putting. Okay. I'm not going to be like. I'm going to rank this as the top 10 shoe okay. of the year. It's just if you in ask. In our arguments about sneaker of the year, you're never going to try and put no, this out never there. never going to try to even yeah. sneak it in at a number okay. 10 on the list. For Complex's official list. Nope. Not going to do that. But if you ask me what my personal 10 favorite shoes of the year list, where I'm not having to abide by, oh. The levels uh, of taste White of Cement 3s, yeah. SB Jordan 4s, which I think Tiffany those shoes are great. Tiffany no, uh, not Tiffany Air Force. But this <laughs> number numero uno. This is number the, one. You know when you get that feeling and you just something clicks and you know. Sure. Yeah, like the Pada TN. Seeing these on feet. Who'd you see? Where'd you see them? Just seeing people uh, post it. Your uh, friends who uh, are uh, new balance Sa- collectors. Sa- Samuel Pierce. Yeah. Um, works at the brand. Works at the brand. Reese uh, Cake Not Crumbs on Instagram, who Jeez. works at and and clothing. Oh. Uh, just seeing them wear it. They remastered the silhouette. They put the fuel cell technology in it. They did a, a nod to the one of the OG colorways with the color of the little gel. Really good color. Really, that gel is really good. I know it's like it's it, it's a le- minutia. Yes, mm-hmm. they remastered the shape. Yeah. It's the first uh, nine ninety shoe. 
totally designed in the UK. Uh, yeah, it's just it. Uh, it's it. If you're Look happy, at, he's I'm smiling. Happy. Yeah, he's I know. Smiling. See, my boy, is, sometimes my boy feels reborn. <laughs> sometimes we get away from this of just enjoying That's sneakers. That's what I said you know? about the phone positive. Exactly. Don't ever forget. Exactly. Don't ever forget. You know, we're here to be critical and we're here to respond That's to stuff, I mean. but also we're here to be like, damn, those look good. That's what there's I mean plenty about of the shoe, There's plenty of shoes that I that I like this year, but it, it kind of goes back to the, like if a football team, you have a bunch of quarterbacks, but you don't like who's the starting quarterback. Mm. If there's not like a definitive, like they're the starter. Tommy DeVito? Oh. That's that's how I felt about this year in sneakers. There are a bunch of shoes that I like, but there wasn't one where I was like, "That's the one." Yeah, and this this is the one. This is the nine nine one one v two. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. One of my favorite like things in any situation is like, "No, that's not it. That's it." Could apply it to a lot of. Like you go to a a restaurant, you see a bunch of things where you're like, "Oh, that's all. That looks all great." But when that one thing sticks out to you, that's it. Like like Khaled said, "There it is." The one the one thing I do feel. Validated by though is our friend and coworker Zach Dubasic, infamous not not I want to say hater, but not New Balance. We lo- can say we can say hater. Can I Zach's say not, kind of a New Balance hater? Not New Balance lover. At least that <laughs> he said that this was a good shoe. If Atta that's boy. not enough, hey, I don't know what is. By I, the way, I'm sold. Can I take us back out west for a second? Mm-hmm. We're not going to Utah. We already went there. Go Ducks! Big win, easy win. I saw that. I was in LA. You left the tag on the Air Force. I saw that too. I left the tag on my off-white Air Force Ones. Yep. I was kind of struggling with that. Were you doing, the, were you doing the O with the leather gloves? Yeah. He yeah. had the tag on and... Oh, he, we had a big discussion about this before he left. Whether He he said he was going to cut the tag off of the shoes. Oh, I didn't hear that. Joe, I do you saw leave the, the tag, tag on your off-white Nikes? No. You cut it off? I don't cut it off. I oh, you can take t- it off? Yeah, yeah, you just take the lace. Oh, you, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, okay, got you. I saw so, him. He had the... Wait, did you have the gloves on at the game? Did you have the, it was a cold, it was a cold the day. gloves and the tag on? And I just said, What did Mark Jackson say? Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But let's go, talk about go, the tag go. on the off white Nikes because I've owned some off white Nikes before, and this is the first time I've ever actually worn a pair. And I did feel like a bit of a doofus walking around with the big tag on them, like, like clinking on it. Yeah, it was not very practical. I'm, I'm boarding the airplane and it's bumping up against well, stuff here. I guess. <laughs> Not even just the the off white one. It's like when you get a pair of shoes. I think when I had gotten the the white cement threes, the remastered one, and it has that big Nike Air orange like tag on the side, almost yeah. looking thing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, do you wear it with the shoes? And you wear it for so. like I'm taking thir- that off. You wear it for like thirty seconds, and then you're just like, no, I'm like, this is stupid. But does it make the off white sneakers less special if you clip the tag off? Of no, them? but I think it's a pick 'em, a fifty fifty. I don't feel strong one way or the other. I literally think if you survey. 10 people, mm-hmm. five people are leaving the tag on, five are taking it off. I'm ready to take it off. And also another disappointing thing, I was so happy to wear those sneakers. I have a stockpile of Oregon Ducks looking sneakers ready to go for big games. And this is the green off-white Nike Air Force One, the Brooklyn colorway that didn't actually release at the Brooklyn Museum. Nope. I have to say, those things creased up right away. Damn, really? And it's a That's little bit tough. disappointing That's that tough. people are going to go out and pay well over $1,000 for the shoe and it's a grail to people and it... It just leather? might fold up on them so real quick. That's tough. It felt cheap to me. Maybe I needed a nine and a half and not the ten I was wearing, but it was a bummer to know that people so, wait, almost like a that. one and wait, done. You've you've gone all the way down to nine and a half now. No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I haven't. Like, but it's like it's so you find out Brennan's actually a nine. No, no, no. Listen, listen. On this show, right? You yeah. determined, yeah. and I appreciate that that I was a true size ten, 
And we know that Nike Air Force Ones, you should be going a half size down. I, I know, but I know because you were a. It's just surprising because you were always a ten and a half. Yeah. So I'm assuming wow. you bought tens in the Air Force One to size down. Always, always. But now that you're like, oh, I'm a size ten in most shoes. Now you're going. Should all I the, be? Now you're going all the way down to nine and a half. Should I be? Like, you went. <laughs> I kind of feel like I could. I don't know. And maybe had I worn those Off-White Air Force Ones in a nine so and a now, half. So now, here's a question. Maybe what, they wouldn't have folded up on me. So now, where where do we go from there wearing them again? Now, is it, oh, now I can wear them all the time? Or now it's like, this is a They're bummer. They're not beat up. I know, but it's like, is are you going to look down and be like, this is a bummer? Or a it's like, bit. oh, the pressure's off. Now I could wear them. More that it's a bummer. Okay. But next time I wear them, tag's coming off. Okay. I feel like that's the hardest part because like, I feel like we all have shoes that are worth like a decent amount of coin, you mm -hmm. know? And it's it's not even in the thought of my head of like, oh, I just want to resell this one day. It's just there's something about this shoe is very valuable. Yeah. It's sitting perfectly in the packaging. And, you know, it's like a, it's almost like it's a, well, piece, it's a item, et cetera. And it's just like, when am I going to put these on my feet where it actually feels right? to wear them in that instance. Well, you know? I did that with the Stash 95s this past episode. And that's even On crazier, though, because I know that shoe's going to fall apart. But Did they? They didn't fall apart. They held up. And what you said, like a special... It sounds weird. I only needed it for that episode. I made it through that episode. It's like... It was like... You got the feeling you needed. Gucci is into Air Max 95s. I wore a he, classic 90... Did he compliment you on your Air Max 95s? No. no. Also... He didn't compliment me on my wrinkled shirt, which the comments on YouTube did. But <laughs> I see what you're saying. I, that's enough for me now. Yeah. Like the second time, they may fall apart. But you if got they, what you needed? Yeah. If they fall apart, I got the content of them not falling apart. Some of us get content. It's the thing Wealthy was talking about earlier. These days you flex apart. for the internet. You yeah, saw, the some, internet yeah. saw he's you wearing still doing. Shoe. He's still, I saw him, the cold open, he was in the, the tank top and he he still had the uh, the, air the burst, the <laughs> burst bursting. I remember back in the day, it was kind of like a, a running joke or almost like a, a knock on people where they, on Nike talk, where people would insinuate that people just wore the shoes for their what did you wear today photo sure. and then put them back in the box, Yes, right? On a clean floor inside. And it's like you didn't actually wear your shoes and, not, and then you're going to try to sell them you well, know, someone, down the road. But nowadays, people wouldn't even get mad at you. Someone did, though. Like, Wait, be, they got mad at you for what? Six months ago or so, I, I posted me wearing them, the Which 95s. Stash 95s. And... I think like an hour or two later, I forget who it was. Maybe some like OG or I, I don't know. I'll like show us the midsole so we know it's real. I'll have to go through the receipts. Um, but someone was like, wow, people really flexing shoes that are not wearable on the gram. And I said, <laughs> just at me. At me next time. But I don't, I, re I don't remember who it was. But I'm happy they lasted that hour for Gucci. It's documented. What, what now would I you have away. done? If they, the next... If I, they fell apart, I had I had one right on deck. Wouldn't you? Always ready to go. What I I, I felt I felt we're it would have been you. silly because I would have taken away from. That, that, is that what you were asking? Yeah. Yes. I, I would. I I thought it would be like a dangerous move because it I was. feel like someone with like someone like Gucci. I mean, obviously you've done an episode with him before, but real legend uh, in the game where it's like you almost. And I feel like maybe he's the sort of person that, and I don't know, but wouldn't understand the significance of like your shoe falling apart, and it would just be almost like a, a hindrance to I, the 
to the shoot. 100% agree. Thought about that. Had had a pair of Air Maxes right on the side just in case and also thought to myself, why am I even doing this? A distraction for this shoot is something that I'm totally not interested in at all. However, they lasted. They lasted fine. We're happy for you. Yeah. And we'll see. I don't know when I'm going to bring them out again, but. We look forward to it. Appreciate it. Can we talk about two more things real quick? I know we have a guest to bring on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I want to mention, I was in LA last week. Fairfax is totally dead. Didn't see Corgi out there, which was a shame. But Oh, that would have. I know. Dead from the sense of. There's nobody there. I nobody there, but, are the, but is, are the retail stores still all open? Or? Yeah, they How seem to be. How is Flight Club? I haven't been there. I, I flight need, Club looks great. I, the Flight Club remodel looks great. But I need to go back there soon. People I know in LA are basically telling me that once Supreme left, and now that Supreme's no longer Did on Fairfax. Did you go to the new Supreme? I didn't have time to go, oh. but that it's a total vacuum there, and there's nothing going on. Really? And in my short time there, just a few hours, you know, had a meal at Badmash, had a meal at John Avinis. Did there was, Justin there was... Ballas approve it? <laughs> <laughs> John Avinis approved. There was nothing going on in Fairfax. Mm, Okay. The other thing I want to talk about, and we talk about Yeezy every week, but I just want to get our quick reactions to this long New York Times article, something that's been in the works for months now that we referenced on this show months ago. A deep expose on the long history of Kanye West at Adidas and just how far back the weird obsession with Nazi imagery and Hitler goes, you know, as early as 2013, they describe in the lead a meeting. One where, of the first meetings? Yeah. yeah we didn't know that information. He's drawing on a shoe to, to mark his disapproval. Here's what I would say about that, that piece from a reaction standpoint mm-hmm. only. Incredible reporting, obviously. From a reaction standpoint, I'm interested to see what you guys think. How many times it's been reported in the past, what, two years? Yeah. Basically on Kanye's dealing with Adidas. I feel like in the sneaker space, the reaction I got from people outside of it calling me, did you see the Times article? Mm. That hasn't happened in in a while. This, it seemed, maybe it was four pages in the Times. Like A family member called me. It was like on Sunday. Yeah. It was like, I'm reading. There's four pages of this reporting. And in a news cycle that has been so heavy, Kanye Adidas in general, yeah, it does seem like a lot. And I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, some of this reporting was already done. There were still things in here that no one knew. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I think when I had seen it at first, because uh, I didn't even see the original article, like w- the way that it popped up, I think yeah. it was like the New York Post pulled one of the bits out. Sure. And then like you just see like the the aggregate-ness yep. of it. Yep. And then when you see that, because we'd heard all these other stories, um, about Kanye doing and saying things in meetings with execs, uh, et cetera, and not to like make light of it, but I was almost confused as to whether this was something that had already been reported reported before just because you're like, oh, another one of these, not to make light of any of it, but yeah. you're like, oh, Kanye did that too, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, another bad thing that he did. I think how early it started. Yeah. I think we thought and what we read is like oh it happened recently a that's turn a turn 2013 in the past couple years. Yeah. 2013 was like one of the first meetings yeah i feel so bad for all our friends and colleagues in the industry who had to endure this stuff and and i think that wasn't right the things that they had to go through mm-hmm. to 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 work in these conditions and also i just knowing now how far back these issues occurred at adidas I feel like they should have done something sooner, but it probably got lucrative and quick enough where they felt like it was worth it to 
kind of tough it out and, and see what could happen and see if they could deal with this behavior. But man, for it to be happening that far back, I think it's a shame that Adidas did not do something sooner and did not realize sooner what kind of end this could come to. Mm. Or, or even kind of like, because it was so early on in um, the whole Kanye, this is like pre-downward spiral yeah. Kanye, where Kanye was always seen as kind of like left field, outlandish, reactionary, black skinhead, you know, like doing yeah. like provocative stuff where at that point, you don't even know if people were just like, oh, that's like a pretty bad but is that kanye being kanye doing something weird as an artist yeah weird and edgy at the time where it's like you're not really putting the all the pieces together you haven't seen like the whole the whole artist like painting yeah yet where it's only like one little piece and i don't and i'm not making an excuse for him or, right. or anything it's just maybe people didn't know how to react at that moment but it's like now if you see him do something like that you're like dude like come on stop like yeah enough shame it had to go that way definitely all right, should we bring on our guest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we caught up ready for our guest. Mm -hmm. Our guest on today's podcast is a designer who puts an emphasis on sustainability and the reinvention of one product into another through the process of upcycling. She's made a Ugg with a Carhartt upper, a high heel with a lamp, and made the first croc you could actually survive a hike with. When it comes to sneakers, she went from Reebok graphic design intern to having her own Club C Geo, a Vans project, and this week she'll drop her highly anticipated collaboration with Hoka. Here to talk all about her out-of-the-box designs, please welcome Nicole McLaughlin. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for uh, joining us. How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Big week. Yeah. <laughs> big week. Yeah. It's when this one. drops in the morning, a few hours later, your Hoka collaboration will drop. That's yeah. That's yeah. so crazy that it's actually coming out now. I feel like I've been wanting to talk about it forever, so I'm glad I can. Amazing. What do you do on the day when you have a sneaker drop or a product drop? not look at my phone at all <laughs> i get so stressed i don't know i just like don't want to keep checking and then you know everyone's like saying really nice things and it's all like really exciting but you're also just like so stressed or nervous about overwhelmed. it overwhelmed yeah what is the nervous is it like if it's going to do well or like people hitting you up like oh i need a pair or or a mix of both a mix of both i mean i tried to be less like concern now if it's like selling out immediately mm -hmm. i kind of almost think put less pressure on yourself and just hope that all the stuff that you've done leading up it like pays off but yeah. at the same time yeah it's just like you're getting hit up and people are like oh like, can i have a pair and it's just it, you get can it. i have a pair not can i buy a pair <laughs> yeah. on, can i have a pair on release day is wild yeah it's a kind you know? of a crazy thing or yeah, like that's yeah. Late. yeah yeah i'm glad <laughs> we're putting that psa right yeah don't yeah. text me <laughs> yeah you know a week before come on at least yeah. on release day can i have one when the units are moving stop or it. like can i buy one yeah. yeah yeah i mean probably most of that but just like random stragglers or friends being like what's up you got any size like nines around Damn. yeah you're not gonna do any in-store appearances to try and <laughs> get the shoes out back and give them to people yeah right just bring a truck out back um no we did an event leading up to it so that was really cool that was like an opportunity to tap in and be with people and bring people I care about and have the shoes on them. So that was really nice. And it's been a lot of social stuff, which is great. And just seeing it on like every mood board, it's always really trippy when you open your phone and see your shoe there. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So we usually start out here by talking about the sneakers we have on foot. So this is a perfect time to talk about. Yeah. Can you, can you describe to us what you have on feet here? Sure. Um, 
I am honored to say I have my own Hoka collab on. It's the Mafate 3-2 model. And this is a new model? It's a new model, yeah. I am the first collaborator on them. Wow. And they just dropped last week, so the 3-2. The what was your in to Hoka? Like, where did you first get onto Hoka? It was in, like, 2019. I have a pair of those Aura slides, the, like, oh, yeah. really comfy ones, and those are, like, my everyday drivers, and... I just was like, this brand is really cool. They're obviously like making waves within the footwear space, especially as a newer brand. I think like there's obviously the key brands that we know, but to have that, you know, little extra like special brand in your closet that's not really as well known at the time. I was like, yeah, that's what I want. And then that's how our relationship started. From there, I was just like, yeah, just wearing it naturally. And then they hit me up to do a project. So. Is it easier to work with a smaller brand like Hoka versus the big brands you've worked with? I think so. It's it's definitely a lot more, you know, you have that line of communication that's really open and it's a lot easier to figure out like the whole line of the production and kind of know all the people part of the process. So I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, I think some of the bigger brands, it's just like, like things can maybe get lost in translation or it just moves so fast. So I feel like the smaller brand, it feels like, I don't know, more connective. Yeah. Do you feel like, even though you've worked with the like Vans and Reebok, et cetera, that working with Hoka now where the brand is like culturally in, in the moment almost feels bigger than working with like the bigger brands that you've worked with? I think so. I mean, I think they're making such big waves um, and really leaning into the collaborative space. That, and even more than some of the brands that maybe you've even mentioned, I think they're on the rise. I think so. And they're weird too. I like having like weird yeah, shoes. Yeah. Or, you know, stuff where like you can wear them and people don't know what model that is. I mean, we're so like stuck in our sneakerhead ways of like you see somebody and you know exactly what shoe it is and that's a shoe we've liked for decades. But to show up in a Hoka or a Solomon and you're like, wait, what is that model? Definitely. I want to know more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And that was really intentional too. I always try to, I mean, my natural style and design style is a little bit quirky and weird and so just fully leaning into that and outdoorsy too so yeah yeah that's what that's i was nice. gonna say how important or how excited are you about to like do a collaboration on kind of like a techie shoe i think in the past it's been more lifestyle but this is full ahead tech yeah i think that was really like my first opportunity to have that technical aspect to it so like with the vans i almost see that more as like my personal work that mm -hmm. people know me for maybe on instagram but then the hoka is more of my personal style and kind of that fusion between the two so adding the gator that has functionality like if you're in a, a trail situation like that would help you but also it has pockets and like fun little quirky things that also kind of tie back to my design style Awesome. All right, so I'm going to talk about my shoes now. This is funny because I just uh, was like, oh, I like wearing <laughs> shoes that nobody's ever heard yeah. of, but I have the most obvious sneaker ever it's here a classic. On. Yeah, New Balance 993. Not that exciting, but I've been, you know, like I said, I've been traveling and yeah. didn't put a lot of effort in today. Okay. But... Fastball down the middle, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that. Snakes yeah. alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Lorenz OG Dusk Custom Air Max 95. Wore these for the Holland episode back in the day. Did numbers? Yes, did thankful <laughs> uh shout out to the good folks that up there store in australia maybe a place that we can all visit soon mm. taking that long flight who knows um they had another long flight in our way uh, these are their collaboration on the a6 gel light three i actually think these are the best gel light threes 
this year. I know. I thought you were going to say like ever made. No, 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 no. Just this uh, this year in up Brendan's alley because they're inspired by the kookaburra bird. <laughs> Thank you. Is that you. your yeah. favorite bird? Yeah. Um, no, but big, 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 big bird guy, right? I'm a big bird guy. Oh. Wait, I didn't know that. Well, okay, let me. Do you do the? You can call me a bird man. Um, I'm not a big. I'm not an ornithologist per se, but I am an addict when it comes to the card game Wingspan. Okay. Which is a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, and because you took it there, so I'm taking it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's why. Hey, I I lined this up for you. Yeah, alley-oop. Yeah. So because of that, I know a lot of random bird okay names. so not yeah. like bird watching no i've se. never do you like... have a bird call <laughs> if you had one honestly what would it be like a little whistle or no i mean it would be maybe something duck related right yeah. quack quack yeah, but or, um you can go watch this week's episode yes of full size run with jim jones capo bird yes. gang where i you... mentioned a couple of birds okay yeah. okay mostly i just know the names of some birds uh, that's that's pretty impressive and though, maybe to their be nest types and sometimes like the range of their wingspan oh wow centimeters that's okay. a lot of information actually about birds yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, more exactly. than most people know thank you like blacked, blacked yeah. out there a little bit <laughs> um yeah hopefully an australia trip have you ever been to australia no it's my it's a definitely a bucket list i was trying to do a new zealand tag on yeah to that so hopefully to do both i feel like that's a good place for you to test out footwear too like oh, when yeah. you're in your regular everyday life do you feel like you're always wear testing things yeah, I try to. I mean, I definitely was wearing these out and doing some trail run hiking and that kind of stuff. I try to, it just like feels right to style it, but then also why not try it out? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be a good place to try it. And also there's a lot of climbing there too. Sure, so. yeah, yeah. Did you tweak the shoe much based on your everyday wear and things you learned from wearing it? Yeah, that was definitely the, the gator aspect. So I never really thought about needing to wear a gator when trail running. Um, but now that like where I'm living, there's a lot of rocks, a lot of dust. So that was very intentional. I also wanted to be removable because you don't always need it. And also in New York and L.A., other places you'd probably wear it. You might not need the whole gator on it. Do you want people to use your shoes for the functional things? Like, do you care if, if they're <laughs> taking real advantage of all those things you put on the model? I mean, I hope so. That's the goal with it. It's like I could at least share why I use them or why I like them. And hopefully people would want to try it and like get into some sports, like, you know, give it a go. At least they feel like they're prepared for it. Um, But, I, you know, it's not just for that. If you want to just wear it lifestyle, that's okay too. Was was there anything you wanted to do to the shoe? Because a lot of people know you for your work on Instagram where you're – making you know uh, items into other other things where it's like you wanted to do something weird to the shoe but then hoka's like hey we can't actually do that or that's not possible they were fully supportive of it and i think that's why i loved working with them through the process because i no idea was too crazy so the original concept for it i made in my studio i took i sliced off the like part of a sleeve of an arteryx jacket Mm. And I used like I put my ankle in it and kind of used the sleeve as like the cuff for the gator. And I made this really makeshift looking thing and I brought it to them and we had a meeting and I was like, so I have this idea and they got it immediately. They were like, yes, we can do this. Uh, they don't make gators. They don't have that in line. They don't really even do accessories like they're still growing within that space. Um, a lot of progress there. So I think it was a good challenge for them, if anything. Did you think they were going to say no? I didn't think they were going to say no, but having worked with footwear brands before, I just know like 
the process could be a little like we start here and yeah. end up here type of thing and it was like my original idea and the final result like if anything the final result's crazier than my idea and to that point i wanted to know obviously you're so used to tinkering with things and putting things like taking them apart putting them back together and and these new creations what was one idea in theory that you had on footwear that like even like a mock that didn't work out that you were like almost sure it was going to not like a collab oh, per se but was there any we, we see the ones that like have came out like obviously like the the ug and the carhartt like you wouldn't think that this would go together but was there one like grandiose idea that didn't work that you you thought was going to work hmm no one's ever asked me that question before and that's actually a really good one i'm trying to think i feel like anytime i'm trying to like have it i i made a shoe that it was made out of wine bags okay <laughs> stick like with me yes slap the bag <laughs> like slap the bag kind of shoe <laughs> and i was like trying to think about like hydration packs like mm. on shoes like very conceptual obviously not wearable and it just kept leaking like water no, okay. there wasn't wine in it okay that goal was maybe to put some wine in it but um, and it just kept leaking everywhere. And so that was really difficult. I ended up finding a way to like seal it, but uh, that was like so many years ago at this point. And mm. I feel like I would have done it so many, like so differently now. But... How long will you stay on a project until you're like, it's just not gonna work? Will it be months like of tinkering or, or what? No, I don't have attention span okay. for that. I'm very fast. Like if I have the idea, I have to make it like immediately. It. And then if it doesn't work out, which it, that happens a lot, I won't give up the idea or abandon it. I'll kind of just keep coming back to it or I'll pivot mm -hmm. like a shoe halfway. If it's like not working, I'm like, wait, let me put on my head and now it's a hat. And yeah. like, that's kind of just how it seems to work out for me. Everything gets used. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything gets, gets used. used. Yeah, and projects over and over again too. Like I'll go back to ideas and revisit materials for a second or third time. So we might still get the wine bag shoe. Yeah, slap, okay. slap the bag <laughs> shoe. Converting <laughs> 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 first. Yeah. Camelback collaboration. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that was that was the the thing that I was using for it was like yeah. a Camelback like hydration pack and yeah it was too heavy. <laughs> Did you ever learn how to make shoes? Because I know you learned how to sew and that helped you a lot in being able to create things, but it feels like making footwear is such a different discipline. Did you ever have any training or how did you figure out how to fit shapes into shoes? So I started by not having any training and I would just take my foot and use that as like a last and then I would wrap material around it and I would try to find different soles that would match whatever the upper was. I would take soles from existing shoes and cut the upper off and do it that way and more like Frankensteining and then after working so I did a rotation at the Adidas Brooklyn farm mm -hmm. before they closed and that's where I really learned how to like properly make shoes like they had actual cobblers there and um, I don't have all the machines to be able to do like a fully functioning pair of shoes in my studio, but I could get pretty close yeah. like usually I can make a sample that's like my favorite part of the process is I get to make the sample, send it to the factory, and they make obviously a way better version of it. Yeah. But it's way easier for me than like trying to do that through CADs and be like, this is how I want it, especially with some of these more Making complicated. A tech pack. Yeah, exactly. And like I can do tech facts all day, but it's almost like it's easier to see a physical sample for the factory. So, how much did working at the Adidas farm in Brooklyn up your skills in terms of design? It definitely, like, if I didn't have that, I don't think I'd be doing this. Really? Yeah. It, it's I, such a mythical place for some yeah. of us because I yeah. remember the build up to it, and Adidas would talk about it a lot. 
And I think at some point they even wanted it to be kind of open to the public or more transparent. But working in the media, at least, we felt like we never knew what it was going like on there. Fizzled out before. You yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Heard anything about it? Yeah. Well, so it was basically Disneyland for designers, and so I was working at Reebok. Adidas still owned Reebok mm. at the time, and. It was just like this place that we heard of and it sounded so great. So it was like you would go there and you would get to not take three months off of work, but basically like it's, you know, you kind of go on this mini design vacation where you're designing stuff for like way future for Adidas. And so like at the time it was 2018 and we were doing stuff for like 2024, 2025. So really far in advance. Um, And well, they opened it up. They, They came to Reebok's office and I was like, basically just like i want to i want to go there like i was like i want to find my way there and somehow they ended up picking me and i was the first reebok employee to be able to go and like break the break the weird tension between the two and Mm. go there and i really had the time in my life because i had already started doing these projects they were very rough and i didn't really know how to sew i was kind of faking it like i was like hand sewing and i was sort of hot gluing things and i like kind of knew how to sew and I went there and that was like a crash course of three months just like sewing every day like working alongside people that are really talented who were you learning from in that space who were the people who you looked up to who could give you those skills um my mentor I'd say is Eric Weiss and Mm -hmm. he's still like helping me a lot he actually like sometimes if I still need some advice on footwear projects he's the guy I go to um joy yoon who is the manager of the farm who's now my manager of my business Mm -hmm. so kind of crazy how that worked out um mark dolce was there as well and he was really supportive during my time there so there was a lot of really um incredible people that came out of that and it's it's sad that it's gone but it's cool that i was able to be a part of it we always hear stories of like this person came through this person came through was there any that stuck out from like your days there that was like uh you know, even at Complex, we had some days when people came through the office. Is there one that sticks out? It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Crazy, like, uh, sighting? Um, yeah, there was, there was quite a few. There was a lot of uh, professional athletes and runners and stuff. But my last day at the farm, I was doing, like, my closing. We had to, like, do a presentation. And Kanye showed up. <laughs> really? <Did> he- <laughs> yeah. I hope it was a positive experience. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, you were presenting and he, he showed up? Yeah. It was uh, it was a quite an experience. Did and, you have any feedback on your designs? Um, he had a lot to say about a lot of designs. Okay. So, <laughs> but no, it was. I mean, it was just crazy. I just never like would have thought that that could have happened. Like I'd never had been in celebrity presence at that point. And so the fact that it was just like we were all working one day and then like people would just show up is always really cool. And Clark Kent was like based out of the office too, which was also really cool. He was like our hype man every day. So <laughs> I remember going there and seeing some of the stuff that Clark had them put together. Like I uh, love that. What, what was it? A Bape Adidas? <laughs> yeah, Bape Adidas. Is that, is that the shoe? The ZX the, the shoe. One, and the he one like right, had them, right behind you, actually. Yeah, these. And he had them put a, a boost sole on the yeah. bottom oh, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they did some really impressive stuff there. And that's where I think Kanye like really loved the farm. Mm. And like I, I was like, you know, just joking around with him, but he, like, just the fact that they were so down to explore and try, like, doing those mashups, and yeah. at the time, like, that was, you know, streetwear was at this crazy peak of mashups and people putting things together, and so I think it was a cool space to be there during that, and a lot of unknown, and yeah. 
And also that's what your work was about at that time as well, right? Definitely. And they gave me the space to be able to do that. So I think having that break from working at Reebok and having been there for a couple years and then having that space away from the computer, more yeah. physical hands-on and just being around people that were also down to help me figure it out, I think was like the perfect storm for did, it to work. Did they all know you at that point that you're working there, but they're like, oh, here's this Instagram famous girl who has all these designs as well. Like, did you have that, like, not reputation, but you know that they realized that that's what you were doing at the time or? Yeah, I think they they definitely knew going into it, but it was cool because they helped me reach another level during that. And they saw what I was doing. They're like, we like it and you could be doing it even better. Like if you had the skill set. And so that's what we really worked on together. And then I went back to Reebok's office in the start of 2019, and I was maybe only there for like three months, and then I quit. So <laughs> I don't know, like, if that was some weird thing where it was like, like Reebok they, they was kind of yeah, yeah they like, gave me they like, gave you the skills that you needed in order to go to back to your like, job at Reebok and quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe that wasn't like worked out in their favor, but. Um, but it, it was, it was time. It yeah. was time to go. I think everyone kind of knows when it's their time to leave. <laughs> For sure. Do you remember the first shoe that you made that went viral? What was that? I'd say it was the shoe I made out of an L.O. Bean fleece. And it, it, I don't know. I look back at it. It was so simple. Mm. And I didn't think I was like, I was so nervous to share it too. And people saw it and they were like, wait, is this real? Like yeah. they thought it was real. And that's when I knew it was like, oh, this is this is actually good enough that people think it's real. So has there been someone that hit you up was like, I need a pair of these and you've made them like bespoke for that person? Yeah, I've done a couple of customs. I try like, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to be able to make customs for everyone, but mm -hmm. I'll do sometimes for shoots or that kind of stuff. But I've had some athletes. Um, I've had like I, I made a custom vest for dj snake's birthday one okay. year so like okay. <laughs> kind of like random like things like that but uh i i like to be able to create my pieces and then have them go out for like shoots and stuff and then they'll send them back and it's just kind of constant rotation but surely people are offering you money for the things you post on instagram yeah there's... but you don't do you sell them or no i don't really sell them i don't I don't know. I never really wanted to. Yeah. I always kind of just was like, it was just my side project that became my full-time job. And it's, I don't know. I just never really wanted to make that part the business. Like okay. I'll work with brands or I'll work with like companies to be able to use whatever leftover stuff that they have. I'll make a piece out of it. That's more like, that's for Instagram. That's how I make money or collaborations, that kind of stuff. But it never made sense for me to make pieces and sell them because the labor and like the materials and like all the time that goes into it, it just never felt like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like the value was yeah. there, but it's cool to know that people do want to buy it. And that's why I think doing the footwear collaborations is almost like, it's not the piece that you see on Instagram, but it's still coming from the same ideas. Were other people making them and selling them? Did you ever see something you made on Instagram turned into like a bootleg? <laughs> Um, yeah, probably more times than I would really? have liked. Yeah, Wasn't but like a pair of like slides or something like that. Yeah, there's definitely there's a couple of slides that I'm like, I see where this yeah. kind of is coming from. But I don't know. I can't like get that mad about it. I think at first I used to get like upset because it's like, you know, instead of ripping off a, a designer, why not work together yeah. with them? But I was like, I'm kind of putting my work out there and it's subject to be taken. So I just you have to let it brush off i guess 
How much does thrifting play into kind of the process? It's a big part. And it's... how, so I know that you said like um, attention span. These guys will attest. Every time I try to like go thrifting, it doesn't work out because my attention span isn't great, but I feel like it's such it's such a like tool and talent to have. What are, what are like some of the kind of tips you could give on thrifting? Okay. So do you do mostly like, do you try to do it in person or do you do he it does online? He does, no, he does. no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> his he efforts, I'm sure, okay. are, are minimal. He'll buy, Joe's like buy the like pre-worn APCs instead of like going out and finding the vintage jeans, right? That's not what you're talking about. That does not count as thrifting. Uh, I <laughs> but it's still like the vibe of getting vintage clothes, well, but not... I would say, like, there'll be, like, a Sunday. I'll be like, I'm going to go to Williamsburg and hit, like, the thrift stores and stuff like that. And then it's just, like, I get there. And I feel like either you have to go through every single piece or you're not really doing it right. Okay. First of all, you have to be fueled and, like, caffeinated and, like, okay. ready. Like, you have to, it's a you're mindset. You're treating this like an excursion. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's bird watching. It's a okay. mindset. <laughs> I'm like, in. All right. <laughs> it's, you have to be in for the long haul. Um, so that's step one because sometimes I'll go into the this, this thrift store and if I'm, like, overheated or, like, didn't eat enough, like, I am just can't focus. Okay. So first step, be, yeah. be in the headspace. Yeah. Then I'd say, like, focus on, like, something that you're, like, kind of more specifically looking for. Like, mm -hmm. whether that's a pair of denim, like, mm -hmm. Levi's or something. Leather jacket. Leather jacket. Vintage tee, yeah. Almost try to go there for that piece, but, like, chances are you're not going to find that piece. But, like, you could find something that's, like, filling that need or adjacent to okay. that. I do it that way sometimes, or I like I'll like I love accessories, and like this is the grossest thing. So like okay. I I love hats, and like I will buy someone's used hat, mm. and I will use it for a project mostly, but sometimes I'll wear them. Okay, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Some people think that's gross, and I'm like you know what, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I that's why I find all these really cool vintage hats. But so like I'll zero in in accessories and be like, this is where I'm gonna start. How am I feeling? Am yeah. I can I go down and like go look at some t-shirts? Mm -hmm. That that's sort of like my in-person. I'm mostly an online. Like okay. I love eBay. And so my my tip for eBay, especially for shoes or for anything like that, is spelling the name wrong. Yes. What? This is spelled, such a hack. Talk wait a minute. Yes. What? Wait, is this like is this yes. is this do I look like an amateur? I didn't No, no. Go wait, go in, go in, go in. Because the people that know what they have who are like probably older and trying to figure out how to use the internet or whatever. Wow. We'll spell Reebok, Rebook, or like Adidas, they'll spell it like completely wrong or the type of shoe or just type in like whatever, like Viztech. So any type of like DMX or whatever it says Writing on, the shoe, on the shoe, on the shoe, they don't know what it is. So they'll just write like, I don't know. This Reebok says DMX like, shoe. Exactly. And so that's how I found some of the craziest shoes. All right. We put in Tiffany Dunk, T-I-F-F-A-N-I-E. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get a cheap yeah. pair of Tiffany Dunk. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm learning. Okay. I know what they have. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Good tips. You got to like go to the suburbs too or kind of just go yeah. outside of like the beaten path. Like if For you're sure. going thrifting in Williamsburg, I feel like one, everyone else is going there. Just and two, everyone's going to like – everyone's gonna they're gonna charge through the roof for the stuff for that they sure. have and then the good stuff isn't gonna make the floor before it even gets there it, am i no you're spot on i think that's yeah maybe go to jersey go like upstate new york and you'll find some like kind of more weirder 
out there stuff. If you find any Bass Pro Shop tees, look out for him. It's his favorite. <laughs> Is that so, what you're yeah. into? Just put him to the side, get in touch, and then he'll go. Do a bulk order. Yeah. Is that like your style? Bass now? Pro Shop. He uh, loves it. I are mean, you a fisher? Are you a fisher? I don't in the same way that I'm a bird watcher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think just like, I don't know. My foot, like living in New Hampshire and being outdoorsy and just being into that sort of stuff. I guess I'm wearing a Filson shirt now. So, but that's cool. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. I like that. Did you ever find a really good vintage spot you know maybe we don't want to blow up the spot but a goodwill that was particularly rich in goods or a value village that you really came up at and how much (laughs) and how much are you grabbing shoes at these places um shoes i've like i've maybe a little less now i just have a lot of shoes but i i'll try to buy stuff that i can wear and then turn into projects so i always try to find things that are like versatile in that way um but i feel like i found a lot of good thrift stores when i lived in boston okay like i would drive to like new hampshire vermont or like go to more of those like untapped towns connecticut i because i would drive from new jersey to boston and like connecticut's the longest state and i would literally like like stop three hours to go through to yukon did you yeah oh i was in connecticut this weekend were you yeah you didn't check in with me i would have told them (laughs) to say that you were coming (laughs) what part um the New Haven, I guess. No, that's yeah. okay. I don't really know anything. Sorry for the too. interjection. But <laughs> yeah. I used to be a big fan of going to unique uh, thrift thrift stores. They have like a bunch of locations in New Jersey-ish, mm-hmm. but that's always where I used to like feel like I'd find the cool stuff. Have you been to Udelco in New Jersey? That's no. like an old... That, that one I think is a little bit more popular now, so I don't feel bad like name dropping it, but... That's the spot. You, you might have a panic attack in there if you're not sure about thrifting. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking. You said heavily <laughs> caffeinated, but also that will make me more jittery than I already am, which not great. Right? Le- like, got to find the levels. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a group outing there this weekend. You guys? Are- <laughs> no, and you. I, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. She's like, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's could, all she needs. New shirt. York. We're going to go, all yeah. four of us, he, with the Bass Pro Shop. I'll have the coffee. You... Doing the bird watching, yeah, it'll be great. You could probably find some cool bird sweaters oh, there, yeah. just outside the store, looking at birds. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down. They're gonna be like, this is like a fever dream group of people. Exactly. <laughs> a Hoka collab. This is what she gets. No, yeah. she ain't going with us, Jersey. Oh I was God. surprised. I went to, um, I went to Foot Locker on 34th Street last week, and I walk in, and the Hoka section was so much bigger than it either used to be or was um recently and i walked past and the guy the salesman on the floor just says to me he goes so you're looking for a new can i get you a new pair of hokas and i was just like genuinely not we see hoka get bigger but i was Mm. just kind of shocked that like Foot Locker on 34th street that hoka's like one of their like top selling brands at this point yeah well i'm curious for you guys because this is you're the experts in this space like what do you think caused that like is there some type of trickle down like I guess we were talking about it before whether it was like the big the big brands that kind of know it best but then do like is there a lag do people feel like there's just too much of that or like what are your thoughts on that I do feel like people think there's too much of that and I think to some extent people have been alienated by the top tier of sneaker hype that we existed and you know that we perpetrate to an extent Mm -hmm. but just 
people want something different than a giant swoosh on their shoe or the limited Travis Scott shoe. And even with Adidas, these models that we've known for years of wanting to have something different. And then the whole outdoor trend, which I don't have to tell you about, obviously. And then also I feel Hoka's running shoes played into it as well. Like mm -hmm. I feel like the first couple pairs of Hoka's I had were running shoes. I, I just think they have a lot of factors coming together. I think that one is obviously the parity in the market with these other brands being like on a hot streak recently. But I also think like you look at Hoka and you look at On and it's people who do not have sneaker shows or a sneaker podcast. They just want like the best pair of sneakers that they feel is like comfortable. And once you see that on the street and you see so many of them, it's like these people do not care respectfully about the rarest 95 or the rarest new bounce they just want like everyday shoes and when you see them so much it's like unless all these people are wrong there's something here mm -hmm. yeah what pair of sneakers that no that you've done for a collab that your folks were like most excited about getting a pair of i think maybe the reeboks only because they knew that like they knew that better than anyone else like they knew my time there because that was my first job out mm -hmm. of college and so like I think for them it almost was like the craziest full circle moment especially because when I left the job they were pretty stressed they were skeptical <laughs> yeah they were yeah. really skeptical like they they got what I was doing but they were more like they were the mindset of like you have a corporate job you've made it like that's yeah. you know you have a you work for a brand that has a name settle so, in here yeah. yeah so I think that made them feel it made them feel like more real about it and then my dad liked the vans because they had the, all the little tools and stuff. He was he was pretty down for that. The Reebok was a big one too because it had your name on it. That was yeah. such a such a huge step, right? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I think like the coolest thing about that too is being able to go back and work with them and work with all the same people from that perspective. Because I so I used to work. Uh, I was a graphic designer right. when mm -hmm. I was there, and I did graphic design for collabs. So I would do like the palace collabs and like do all the graphics and stuff for that um so then to come back as a collaborator and work with the same development team and like know the process i was like i feel prepared that was the biggest thing it was like i don't want to like jump the gun too early and like start working with brands when i don't have my own identity or i don't understand the process enough so the fact that i was like i know every step of this process and i know the people that are going to help me through it it almost made me feel like yeah i was ready for despite it despite it being your first shoe you already knew all the tools I guess the Crocs was technically my first collaboration, um, mm -hmm. but I'd say the Reebok was it's the first sneaker and there's right. a lot more involved in that. Yeah. Was my name like mentioned at the Reebok office ever? Or like, was <laughs> Did my you ever photo, work on any materials photo? with him? <laughs> <laughs> photo up there on a dartboard or a mood board or which one? Why? Did you work? Did <laughs> no, no, no. You, like, <laughs> no. Like Just a period of time muse. where I yeah. uh, wore Reeboks he, a lot. Yeah. He was a Bach boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How... Big was the Carhartt UGG. <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> like, just looking at that, you know, going through some of the hits you had, that one, I, maybe because I like Carhartt a lot. Talk us through that idea, that process a little bit. It's just it's kind of like one of the, besides the official collabs, like the Temple mm -hmm. products you made. That one's a good example because that's sort of how I see my personal work where it's like the UGG, which is like very classic, very like everyone knows mm -hmm. that shoe, especially it's made such a resurgence and it's brown. And like, there was so many things about it that I was like, I see Carhartt, like yeah. Carhartt brown, like also a classic brand, everyone knows it. Let's put them together. Especially cause like UGG has a little label on the back heel 
and it like reminded me of the Carhartt label. So it just, it felt so natural. And that's like, that's really how I try to do my projects. I don't like to force things. Sometimes it's so simple, like right in your face. Um, and I made this like cover basically that goes on top of the UGG just to see if it would work, if it made sense. And it did. It's a men's size 10. So <laughs> I don't know what size shoe you are, but. I'm a 10. Maybe even a nine and a half. Oh, okay. yep. yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Really good. Thank you. Have you been to any factories? Have you got to that part in the journey of, of getting to go to factories in Asia where they're making your shoes or do you aspire to? Is that interesting to you? I've been to factories, but not for my own personal stuff when I was still working um, at the company. Uh, and that was a really cool experience. And that actually got me more into the world of sustainability, I'd say. And that's sort of what helped me tap into that was just seeing seeing how things were made, having more of an appreciation for it on a factory line. Mm -hmm. um, but it would be really cool to go back as like now that I'm creating it and see my own Definitely. shoe being made on yeah. the line would be pretty wild in terms of it influencing what you want to do do you mean like seeing the amount of waste that was produced and i know that's a big part of your work trying to take advantage of that and reuse that yeah i think just in general like seeing that side of the industry is just like a lot of things get scrapped when there's still a lot left to it um a lot of time sampling especially with shoes it's only a half a pair of shoes it's usually not the right color not the right material or something sub on it and so that's the first thing that just gets thrown away. And so for me, I'm like, this is opportunity. Like I could use that sole, I could use that upper for something else, laces, whatever. Um, and so that sort of helped me kind of go on this mission and find that balance of like, I know what it's like to work at a big company and how difficult it is to do upcycling at scale. Yeah. But then also as an individual and as a consumer, I see the need for it. Mm -hmm. And so trying to sort of bridge that gap and every project I do is, a step closer in that direction where it's like all my personal stuff fully sustainable it's easy to do it that way shoes at scale on the other hand is a lot more challenging right. so how can i find that balance do you ever get rid of stuff because like how oh it's, this sounds like such a hoarder <laughs> thing and like I, I understand the value in reusing things and, and keeping them and taking things that were going to be thrown away but like when doesn't that affect you on a personal space level or how do you decide to finally move on from an item Oh my god, I'm getting called out for being a porter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking you. If no, you're not, I am, then I understand. I am but. for sure. It's it's really hard. Well, so I take like I was saying, the projects I take them apart and I'll real be able to reuse them again. So I do see value in keeping things. At some point, this industry just like learned that I liked garbage, and they just kept sending me boxes <laughs> of their. So every brand is stuff. sending you leftovers. They, they, always. Industry dumpster, that's okay. me. <laughs> um, and I'm fine with that. I'll take it all. And then eventually it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is way too much stuff. And so I started to connect. Um, well, and then I'd have students being like, how are you getting all this material? Like kids at FIT or Pratt or whatever. And they're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to buy these materials or where mm -hmm. to find them, whatever. So then I was like, okay, Arteryx, a brand partner of mine, they're like, we have all this leftover stuff. What can we do with it? Connect them with the school. Do a workshop. Like, it's so simple to be able to connect those dots. Yeah. It's just people don't know or don't think to do it, I guess. So I feel like I was just sort of like pushing all the partners that I was working with. If you have leftover stuff, I have people that want it. So I'm not taking everything but I do take a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, kind of feel, I feel like people thought maybe you worked at Arcteryx or something um, along those lines. I'm their brand ambassador for design. So they only have one. It's me, yeah. which is cool. <laughs> but I'm not like 
I'm not a creative director there, but I yeah. do have a lot of uh, say and input, I guess, within the sustainability part of the brand. Uh, they take back and fix gear. So that's like a big program of theirs is re-gear. And so we'll do workshops or I'll go in and I'll help them kind of come up with solution-based designs of how to figure out what to do with it. Um, but they're pretty good in terms of pioneering within sustainability. So. And the Arc'teryx logo is? A dead bird. A bird. <laughs> there we go. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> full circle. What, Bringing it back to life. Not not your um, uh, collaborative work, but I know you know a lot of your uh, like personal work. A lot of design kind of like out there. In like people always have something to say about some of it. I think you did one of the shoes lately where you put like a piece of fruit in it, and everyone's like, "Who's this woman who's oh, taking <laughs> fruit and eating it off? You know, out of out of her shoe." Do you? Do, do, you, do those comments like get to you or like what's one that you remember where you're like, oh, that didn't go so well on the Internet? That one didn't yeah. go so well. That was so <laughs> funny to me, though, because it was like I'm always going to do the wildest thing. Mm -hmm. But like you don't have to be doing all that. Like it's just kind of like that's like that's shitty to say. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's shitty to say, but like that's how you get views on the Internet mm -hmm. is by like taking the covers on your shoes, zipping them off, zipping them into a bag, and then putting a piece of fruit in it. First of all, the out that was the, the inside, so that never touched the ground. <laughs> there was no it contamination. Was, it was not, not hygienic. But it's more like wear them outside, put rocks in them. Like there's, it's, it's, a con it's a concept, it's conceptual art. People take it so seriously sometimes. And I like, I think it's funny. Now I used to be like needing to explain myself every time, but now I'm just kind of like. You're putting out like an apology tweet or something yeah, right? like that. I'm like, so sorry guys. <laughs> Listen, big week, congratulations. Thank you so much for giving us uh, your time. Where can they get the collab with Hoka? Thank you. Um, Hoka.com is going to be selling them on the 3rd and select retailers. Please support my shoe if mm. you like them. And Definitely don't text her asking for Don't text me asking Especially for a pair. Maybe the wait till the day after, but day of, I'm, I'm going, do not disturb. <laughs> there we go. Very good. Thank you, Nicole. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much again. All right, everyone. This has been the Complex Sneakers Show. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe, and comment. We will see you next week. Our producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Our supervising producer is David Matthews. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Research and graphics from Sean Villavincencio. The Complex Sneaker Show is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.